Hi, hello. It is Josh Bo with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark coming to you after a disappointing, to say the least, Mavericks loss. 105-90 to the Cleveland Cavaliers Wednesday night in Dallas. Mavericks pretty much get thumped in this one. And as you can tell by me starting off the podcast, Kirk Henderson will not be joining me tonight. He has to wake up and drive to Texas A&M at 4.30 in the morning. So we kind of give him the night off for game day duties so he can just get to his live show and then get to bed as soon as he can. It will just be me tonight. I promise I will try not to yawn uh, as much as I do. Um, But thankfully this game kind of, I mean, there's nothing really spectacular to say about this game, stuff that we don't already know, but it's, it was a measuring stick game and there's just something about a team like the Mavericks playing against an actual good team. You know, when they, Beating the Thunder by seven at home doesn't do much for a team that has been to the playoffs three straight years, been to the Western Conference Finals. Like, okay, like, you know, it's good that they won and they snapped a two-game losing streak, but these are the types of games you want to see them measure themselves against. And unfortunately, the Mavericks just got manhandled. Um, Cleveland started out the game 16-2 to run. I honestly thought this was going to be like a 30-point laugher by the third quarter. And I guess credit to the Mavericks. They never really let the game get totally out of hand. Uh, Cleveland had the biggest lead was 23. It didn't stay 20 plus for very long. It was 19 and a half. They cut it down to like 12 and then about 10 and then nine and various points of the third and fourth quarter. But for the majority of the second half, it was about a 12 to 18 point deficit for the Mavericks. So the box score, the final score is a little foolish. You see 15 and you're like, uh, maybe the Mavericks held held tough, and then Cleveland pulled away at the end. Yeah, Cleveland controlled this game from opening tip to final buzzer. Um, Cleveland led the entire game, so they were there was never this game never felt in danger for the Cavaliers. I mean, the, even despite the Mavericks going on a couple of runs here and there. Um, for this game, I think the biggest thing that I'm taking away is the overwhelming talent disparity that was shown uh, tonight. I know that this you could do this for just about every matchup that the Mavericks have against a good team, but if you ranked the players that played in this game, you know, starting with, you know, Luka probably is at one, and then it's like, when do you get to the next Maverick? Because Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, those are your next player. You know, those are the next four players for sure. And then it's like, then you you know Dinwiddie is 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 a better more productive player I think than you know Kevin Love and that's when you finally start to get some Mavericks but it's really difficult you know when you're playing against teams like this when you're just it, the talent disparity was just so much uh, Cleveland had all five starters and double figures and Mavericks once again just had two Luka with thirty Dinwiddie with ten and then the other three starters Finney Smith Hardaway and Powell um, combined for fourteen points. Uh, and Jared Allen, Cleveland's starting center, scored 14 points on his own. Um, Darius Garland only scored 12 on 4-11 shooting. This is one of his uh, worst games offensively this season, and Cleveland's still comfortably led for most of this game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell went bananas. He scored 25 points in the first half, only missed two shots. Credit to the Mavericks. He only scored nine because he finished with 34. Uh, Reggie Bullock started the second half, surprisingly, and kind of face guarded him basically the entire game. And while that slowed down Mitchell, a bunch of other guys got in on the action with the Mavericks kind of committing to to forcing other guys to beat them other than Mitchell. Well, the other guys beat them. 
Uh, Mobley had 14 points and six assists, finding guys as the as the on the short roll against four on three situations. Jared Allen only missed one shot out of seven. It's 14 points. Um, so it was it was a tough game. Uh, I don't know what else to say. The Cleveland scored a bunch of points in the paint. They shot almost 53% from the floor. The Mavericks shot under 40% from the field, under 35% from three. And again, the three the three ball is that's kind of how they win or lose games because if shots are falling, their defense is better. Uh, their offense is obviously scoring. Uh, three ball was not falling. Um, Reggie Bullock was three of five. Christian Wood was four of seven. And then after that, it was kind of nothing. Um, you know, Luca was two of eight. Then when he won a four. Tim Hardaway Jr. scored three points in 31 minutes on five shots. Uh, Surprised he took five shots after the outrageous green light he had against the Thunder where he was 6 of 14 from three. Kind of surprised he didn't take a few more uh, quietly after that bananas five-game stretch where Tim scored uh, a bunch of points, but he's uh, drilled 33 pointers across those five games. In the past, in the four games since then, he's 11 of 35 from three, which is 31.4%. So this team is kind of going how Tim goes. Uh, it's unfortunate that the Mavericks kind of have to have Tim shooting molten lava hot to to win games, but that's unfortunately how it's looking. In addition to Luka needing to score all the points, and he had 30, but one of his most inefficient games uh, of the season, he was 9 of 23 from the floor. Hit his free throws, but... Not a good Luka game. Five turnovers. Really bad body language in the first first quarter and first half. He he did not look ready to start this game. And Luka is the best player. When you're the best player and you're not ready to start the game, that trickles down to the rest of your team. You know, he's a $200 million guy. He has to be ready to play in a game like this. He really didn't pick it up until the second half. And by then, you know, you're down 19 and a half. Like, what's the point? Um yeah, the Mavericks are 14 and 14. We're we're right back to where we were the last two seasons where this team just cannot get off to a good start despite having one of the three or four best basketball players on the planet playing at an extremely high level. You know, last season, the reason why the Mavericks got a slow start was because, you know, Lucas came into the season out of shape, didn't play up to his standards. You know, despite putting up numbers, his efficiency was nowhere near what it was the prior two seasons. Uh, and then the team got hit with COVID and then Luca had an ankle injury and, you know, they were 16 and 18 with Luca hurt and COVID, but they clawed back when Luca came back from that ankle injury, he was playing phenomenally about as well as he's played to start this season. And that's the big difference is Luca has been good. Uh, they've been relatively healthy. This was the first game that they were missing two major rotation pieces at the same time. You know, Maxi has missed a couple games before this, um, you know, Luca has missed some games for rest, but they've been they've been healthy. They've had their top six or seven guys for almost every single game this season, uh, unless they were resting guys. So that's the difference. It's like, well, last season Luca was hurt and out of shape and wasn't playing to his standard. Well, Luca is playing as good as he's ever played in his life, and the Mavericks are fourteen and fourteen after twenty eight games. So. There's, you know, you want to say that, you know, it's it's hasn't gotten as bad as it got last year. Again, they were 16 and 18 at one point. You know, Mavericks aren't two games under 500 toward the end of December. I mean, they could be, but they're not right now. So you have to hope that they can turn around again. But it's just, you know, how many times can they do it for a third time? They're going to have to. Third time in a row that they're going to have to try to turn their season around and win at a crazy clip to make sure that they not only make the playing, you know, playing tournament, but maybe even try to avoid it. 
You know, the West is the West is weird, and a lot of teams are bunched up. But the Mavericks are slowly running out of time to uh, keep themselves in a comfortable position where they don't have to worry about the play-in tournament. They are a game and a half back of the six seed Sacramento Kings, who are fifteen and twelve. So they're still within you know fighting you know fighting range, you know arm's length. They're two games back. Uh, of the fourth seed, the Portland Trailblazers, who are 16-12. So they're not out of it, but they can't keep giving up games like this. They can't keep hovering around 500 if they want to seriously make a, a push to get back into fighting for home court advantage, which I have to imagine was this team's goal, was a lot of prognosticators' goal uh, a prediction this season. I did not think the Mavericks would get a top four seed, but I thought they would win 49 games and be out of the play-in. And right now they're not on pace for that as well either. So... They've got a lot of work to do. Um, missing Maxi Kleba and Josh Green really hurt. You know, there's no denying that. Uh, those are their two best defensive players. Uh, Green is their biggest high-energy player. And especially <laughs> in a game where you start down 16-2 to in the first quarter, are you telling me Josh Green wouldn't have made a, a diff- you know, an impact coming off the bench and trying to give this team some life? Like That would have made a big difference. But again, you're talking about two guys <laughs> that I think combined to average – less than 15 points per game. Um, so would they really, you know, I don't know. They might've made the score closer. I don't know if they make this changes. They don't, I don't think they changed this game from a win to a loss. Um, so it's unfortunate. The Mavericks depth is just really stretched out right now. Uh, Frank Nilakina has, I think shot five of 24 this season. <coughs> Excuse me. In total, he played 12 minutes, scored zero points, played some decent defense, but again, there just has to be more, and I mean, you have to. You need more from your bench, not necessarily from Frank, because this is kind of who he is. Um, I think one of the biggest storylines that come out of this game, other than you know, wow, the Mavericks really need a talent boost, is Jason Kidd made one of the more significant changes to the lineup and the rotation in the second half. Uh, Dwight Powell and Dorian Finney-Smith did not start the second half. Christian Wood and Reggie Bullock did, and. Wood starting over Powell was not super surprising because Wood has started the second half a couple of times this season. But Reggie for Dorian was a surprise. I mean, people can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, reach out to me um, if I'm wrong here. But I honestly cannot remember the last time Dorian did not start a half, first or second, while he was healthy in the last four or five years. Uh, I mean, he has been a rock to the starting lineup. Uh, since the Mavericks drafted Luka Doncic. I mean, he's been their most reliable def- perimeter defender. He's been one of their more reliable you know, three-point shooters over the last couple of years, you know, despite his kind of streakiness that he shows. But, I mean, he was bad tonight. He had seven points in 25 minutes. I mean, he was not making impact defensively. He wasn't rebounding. He wasn't making shots. Luka seemed to get particularly frustrated when he passed up an open look at the top of the three-point arc. And honestly, Dorian has been awful on above the break threes. So passing it was probably a good decision, but the offense really breaks down if he's not shooting that shot confidently. And he's been respectable on above the break threes in the past. So he needs to be able to make that shot because defenses are going to double Luca when Dorian sets a screen and he's going to have that space at the top of the arc. And if he can't do anything with it, which he didn't, he only scored seven points. He only made two of seven from three, and he had zero assists. So uh, he drove to the rim a couple times uh, with that space, but nothing really happened. There was a stretch where I thought the Mavericks were going to get back in the game because they were just 
ruthlessly attacking Kevin Love, who was guarding Dorian, and Dorian set screens for Luca, and Kevin Love did not go out to guard Dorian at the three-point line. He made a couple threes in, the, in, I think, the first half, but then he got cold again, and they couldn't really go back to it. So, yeah, um, I don't know if that has any bearing for the rest of the season or the rest of this week. rest of the season is, is definitely harsh, but, like, is this a one-game thing, or is Kid going to change up the starting lineup again? Um, because it might need it. I don't know if Christian Wood is the answer. I don't know if Reggie Bullock off the bench is the answer, but Reggie seems to have found a stroke again, like he always does around this time of year. Um, he was 3 of 5 from the floor. He was 3 of 4 from 3 against the Thunder, so he's uh, 6 of his last 11 from 3, last two games. Um, but it's starting to look like just kind of shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic at this point. You know, Wood played 35 minutes, Bullock played 36 minutes, and they were both as productive as they've been in the last couple of weeks. And the Mavericks still lost. Um, they outscored the Cavaliers by four in the second half. If that, if anyone wants to tote that as a victory, maybe if you start the game with Wood and Bullock tonight, it's a different story. I don't know. Um, Cleveland's really good. Um, but the Mavericks definitely need to figure something out. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to want to trade, but you know, I'm bad at the fake trade stuff. So I don't even want to talk about that. I just, want to talk about the pieces that are in front of us um i know a lot of Mavs fans are wanting Jaden hardy to play you know he only got three minutes of garbage time missed both the shots kimball walker did not play um and i am wondering i am curious what his role is going forward because he made his debut in that game against chicago and he scored um he scored eight points but he played 20 minutes so he was obviously feeling they obviously were confident enough in him to soak up a decent amount of minutes, even if that game was a schedule loss. Um, but it, he has not gotten off the bench in the two games since then. So what is the deal? Is he is he not part of this rotation? Is he literally just taking the Composo spot where he's just going to play spot desperation minutes and play in games where the Mavericks are resting guys? I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's only weird when you think of them going, making this decision to switch. Like, if they're ramping up Kemba for more minutes, you know, he played 20 minutes against Chicago. So why couldn't he play? You know, that was on Saturday. It's been four days. Could he not? I, I don't know. It's just weird. You know, not, not saying that Kemba would have made a difference in this game, but I'm just curious what his role is going to be going forward. If he's going to be part of this rotation in the future or if. Or if he's going to be a DNP CD in these games against good teams uh, when everyone's healthy. So we'll see. Uh, things aren't getting any easier. Maver- Thankfully, the Mavericks are still at home. They play Portland on, they play Portland on Friday, and then back-to-back they go to play this very same Cleveland team on the road Saturday. So the, very, the Mavericks at 14-14. That 500 mark. Oh, excuse me. I did it. I didn't yawn all time, and I did just did just now. That 500 mark is in risk. Um, Mavericks haven't been two games below 500. Um, I don't think they've been two games below 500 this season. We're going to do some live, live look at podcasting. And, yeah, they got to 9 and 10, 10 and 11, and now they're 14 and 14. So they haven't. The most they've been is one game under 500, so that's going to definitely be in risk when you uh, play these two, this back-to-back against Portland and Cleveland. Portland's playing better after a little bit of a rough patch last week. Um, They had a good start, but 
then kind of tapered off, and now they're kind of getting it back in gear. Mavericks played Portland really well since the league has been drafted, so I have some confidence in that game. Um, it's going to be they're going to really need to get it because back to back against Cleveland's going to be tough, and then they play um, after they play Portland, they're four straight road games, and you know how this team is on the road. So this is a really crucial time. They need to finish the year strong somehow. They need to find a way to do it, or things are going to get bleaker. So. Again, this is Josh Bowe for MavsMoneyBall.com. This is Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Again, the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Dallas Mavericks 105-90. to I presume myself and our editor-in-chief, Kirk, will be back with you Friday, December 16th, after the Portland game. Everyone be well. Hey.